welcome to Recode It for Riches, where it's all about how to use food, wellness, and the body as your vehicle for quantum manifestation. I'm your host, Holly, and I'll be guiding you on how to detox, cleanse, and manifest through foods, wellness rituals, and mindset shifts that will overflow your life and business with riches on every level. Together, we'll recode your entire DNA so that everything you touch turns to gold. Let's get started. All right. Hey, guys. Um, Today, we have a very special guest, Vivian Hadig, here with us on the show. Hey, Vivian, how are you? Hi, Holly. So good um, to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So happy to have you. Um, you know, it'd be great if you can start off by telling us more about who you are, what you do, and what today is going to be all about. Yes, for sure. I'm actually going to um, dive right in. And just to give a little bit of background about myself, um, and, and it's going to be a bit backtracking, so <laughs> bear with me. But essentially, um, I come from a, um, I come from a family, like a refugee family, working parents only child, um, and, and used to spend a lot of time on my own when I was young, and was often encouraged to do so, you know, my parents would like say things like, oh, you know, like, it's so good, how nicely you play by yourself, and you know, when guests come over, it's like, oh, Vivian is so great, she's such a lovely child, you know, you don't even hear her, um, it was sort of this typical, right, like, um, kids are, um, you know, to be seen, not to be heard kind of ideas. And um, that really got me into my early teens into a position where I actually wasn't able, still wasn't able to really use my voice. And I couldn't speak for, um, yeah, for a very long time. So a typical day for me was like going to school, you know, and um, not getting any attention, not raising my hand, keeping very quiet and spending lunch breaks in the toilet cubicle crying, you know, and then after school going home to myself, essentially the TV and lunch in the microwave um, because both my parents were both working. And um, yeah, really struggled at that point in time, you know, mentally and emotionally and really hit rock bottom and um, was eventually in a under care, like under psychological care and really had to learn there to use my voice, you know, and really step out and and come and, and bring my voice forward and then realize all the things that I had let happen while I was being quiet and not saying anything. So then spend pretty much the rest of my my life, you know, um, doing the opposite of what I used to do before, like trying to always be, you know, okay, I can do that. I can raise my hand. I can speak in front of people. And um, which totally got me into a career where I needed to always be in front of people, present, facilitate, um, conference presentations, you know, like do group work and work with people. And really through that work discovered over the years, the power of storytelling and how, when we start talking, how we can connect with each other and and how we can have our voices being heard, you know, and, and be respectful of each other and connect to other people on a very different level. And that's really what brought me here today. You know, it's it's really sort of the cycle of that one where today help female entrepreneurs specifically and really step into their story, own it 
learn to use their voice, find their voice in their business and become more confident and visible in the process. Mm, nice, so powerful. And do you remember, you may or may not remember the first time you used story in your work or you know your business and what was what was the reaction what was the response you got how did that kind of um yeah play a part in your success i think the first time i wouldn't quite be able to pick it anymore but i remember for a long time i thought i didn't think it's a very common thinking that professional is professional right and then there's private and you have to you separate this it's, it's very strict right there's a a big wall in between um, and it doesn't go together. So I was trying initially, you know, to do everything on the professional side and have all the content, have the right stuff. And I remember, you know, well, people's reactions were not always great. You know, like there would be people falling asleep in the last row and these three guys over there on the right, they were on their phone, you know, and not paying attention. And you're like, what can I do you know, to get these people's attention? It's frustrating. When, you, when you're trying to, to share something and you have a message, but really people don't care, you know, they have kind of other things on their mind. So it took me a little while really of trial and errors. And then when I discovered, okay, from actually integrating story in that, right, it makes a whole nother difference. And I think for me, the first times were really around when I was running at that point in time, really parenting programs and really connecting it to my own parenting experiences, right? And really sharing the stories of, okay, what has my parenting journey been? You know, why do I think this is um, so important to learn? And all of the times that I mucked up as a parent, essentially, and, you know, people were just like, they would get it. They were like, yeah, that's me, you know? Yep, totally. Like they were there and they were willing to share then their stuff from that point of time onwards. You know, it wasn't anymore like me just talking at people, but there was discussion and, and you know, people were giving their own stories and contributing to it and um, so it created a whole nother dynamic really mm, yeah you know i think we get so afraid of sharing our truth that we try to make it too um too factual and that isn't what engages people it's about going deep and sharing the stuff that we think is so shameful that what you know people have raised their hand and like oh my gosh me too that's me too yes exactly it's really this um connecting moments right because we're all kind of in this together, right? In this massive journey called life. Like we're all here and we all have similar, similar experience. You're not the same, but there's similar experiences. We have all the same feelings, right? Like we all can experience sadness and anger and fury at times. And, you know, like we have all these same rages so we can connect with people on that level. You know, we can connect about the frustration that we have with homeschooling, you know, right now, for instance, like people get that. Yeah. And why female entrepreneurs in particular? Um, I mean, do you see that there is some fear, some reservation around them really sharing who they are and sharing their truth? Um, yeah, maybe talk to us more about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, well, you know, men and women work a little bit differently, but I think particularly for women, there is a lot of these those stories, like I mentioned in my own one also, where we have been told from a very young age, right, to kind of be quiet, look pretty, smile, you know, don't say anything out of the box, don't upset anyone. Um, often things like, also as girls, we are, for many it was like we're not allowed to be angry, for example, 
um, and not allowed to share certain parts of us or certain emotions, right? Um, in my family, also a comment that it was allowed to be sad, right? So sad things, sad stories really wasn't um, considered appropriate, you know? It was kind of a like, just, just suck it up, you know, <laughs> kind of a situation. So often we have all these inbuilt stuff that we have been raised on or sometimes even you know, like maybe from past lives, from generational trauma, things that have been telling us to kind of stay quiet, not share our stuff, not share our truth, right? And just kind of play the game and be the good girl and the nice girl. And I think a lot of people are still struggling with that, you know, and a lot of women, particularly when they come into the, um, into the entrepreneur space, where they kind of have to put themselves out, are finding it really, really difficult because they don't even know where to get started. And it's just it's like constantly holding themselves back of like, okay, okay, I should be, I should be more visible. I should be saying something, but really I can't. Maybe I upset people. Oh, maybe it's the wrong way to say or offend someone. Or I can't talk about my nana because, you know, like it's my nana and, and that's her thing. Like they overcomplicate everything. They think about whom they could possibly hurt in the process or, um, you know, like if they talk on, the rights of black people that might offend the Asians or something like that, you know, like it's constantly this kind of like weighing up on, okay, but I don't want to offend anyone and tiptoeing around um, and then not saying anything at the end, really. I think that's the thing that's particularly women are struggling with a lot. Mm, and how do you help them to push past that? Because I feel like, yeah, a lot of people listening right now, I think I see that a lot where people try to be you know, try to cater to everyone instead of having their strong view of what it really means to, yeah, be a human. Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I think one part is that we actually go into their story first, right? Like really look at their stuff. And often people need to be just heard for starters. Right. The first step is always just being heard and having someone to kind of share their story and going a bit back. And sometimes it gets very messy at that stage because all these things come up, right? Like people share all kinds of things um, with me often and no one ever, you know, really listened to them in a lot of cases or they never had the opportunity to really put it all out on the table and see actually how they got to where they are now. And right? so really look at that like, okay, why are you here? Like what has gotten you here? What were sort of those key milestones in your life or those breaking points in your life that you have had that have gotten to you to that point? And then we sort of just go through that. So that first instance is really just being heard without someone interrupting, without someone trying to rescue, without someone to tell you, oh, but it's okay. Or, well, you, you know, you've come so far, that's in the past or anything like that. Um, it's really powerful. I really believe we probably would need less psychological interventions and, and things like that if we would just listen to each other a bit more. You know, like I, um, from my own experience also, you know, I had a tragedy happen to me end of last year, early this year. And for some people, when you share that, it's very quick they come out with their own stories or versions of it or if they had something similar, right? Which like it's beautiful in one way as well, but it doesn't allow me to actually say my story while I'm in it, right? So people kind of jump on that in that conversation, go like, oh yeah, and I experienced this and this and this, and the other person kind of has to suck it up in that time, right? 
So we often don't listen to each other and because we all have these stories that no one ever asked about and haven't been shared, then they come out when someone else starts opening that conversation, right? And they just sort of jump on it. So it's really giving that opportunity to actually share the story and having it, you know, listened to and to start writing it down. You know, we work a lot with writing and journaling and it doesn't have to make sense at the beginning, but it's just getting it out somewhere to be able to make sense out of it, to be able to kind of release it and see that there's value in that. And then we really look at that, okay, what, what out of that story is important for your clients, for your customers right now, right? For your work, like that could inspire your tribe essentially. Mm, yeah, in a way that sounds like a very healing process as well, especially for people who, you know, have buried everything or what you mentioned earlier, people be like, oh, you've come such a lot, such a long way, you know, you're fine now, instead mm -hmm. of really honoring your journey and honoring things that have happened in your life that have got you to where you are. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's really like the power, I think, of listening and, and always storytelling is a two sided way, right? You always you need an audience, you need someone to listen to share your story. Um, and do you feel like there's a certain element of getting over someone's fear of being disliked in the storytelling process? Yeah, um, we look a lot at the different fears and I think there's always these common fears coming up of exactly being disliked, being judged, you know, not being in a safe place while sharing a story. It's a bit vulnerable, right? Um, or not being good enough, you know, it's, it's not, perfect or not wide enough like um, so these are really common fears that come up for people and we try to just really acknowledge them like see them okay there are those fears and just work a little bit with like okay how realistic are these fears right what has happened to you in your past that might trigger those fears has something really happened you know like where you try to share something and you were whatever shut down or someone laughed at you or things like this or is it only in a head? Like, are you every single time you're speaking up, you're getting great feedback, actually, but you're still, you know, panicking about it. Um, so really kind of taking it a little bit apart, looking at it and then looking at how we can reframe it and how we can rewire, we rewire our brain essentially um, through positive affirmations, you know, like changing our thinking around that and really stepping into that, you know, no, I have a valuable message. I have a voice. And I can use it and, um, you know, some people will not like it. And that's totally okay. Like being confident doesn't mean that you are like, oh, everybody loves me. <laughs> you know, it's rather acknowledging that, you know, some people don't like me and that's okay. Those are not my people. I can live with that. You know, they can go another way. And the ones that do like me, you know, they will gravitate towards me. They will come towards me. And that's the people that I usually like to work with as well. You know, that's it. Yeah, no, that's such a good one. You know, like not everyone is not everyone's my people. Like, you know, certain people will be my people and certain people won't. And I think that's a really important reminder because, you know, in the social media age, people are so used to everyone liking everything so instantaneously mm -hmm. instead of being like, hey, you know, if I'm not getting that much likes or feedback, those just aren't my people and that's okay. Exactly. And I think the other one, right, like we're very quick to pay attention to like the trolls, right? If someone comes out and is being mean on social media, you know, it's like it's one person, right? And we get all hung up about it and focus on that one person versus the, you know, 50 other that have left positive comments. 
And so it's really like kind of shifting that and it's like, it's okay, you know, unfriend that person, whatever, walk away from it and focus on the good ones. Mm, absolutely. Um, and do you feel like there is a line, you know, when it comes to people oversharing and how would you speak to that? Yeah, it's an, um, it's an interesting one. Like a lot of people are actually scared that they will overshare or do overshare. It hardly happens though, actually. It's, I hardly find that people do share too much um, because often we are reserved and a lot of people then like, oh, you know, when they're actually in that moment then they do hold back. But there is a few ones who like, you know, stuff just keeps on coming, keeps on going. And I think a big part of it is really staying on point. And that's where I work around sort of the hero's journey and the actual story, like really laying out the key cornerstones and making clear, okay, these are things that are relevant to your story, right? These are things that your audience need to hear. And those things, they might not be as relevant or there might be another story for another time, you know? Like, doesn't mean that it's not valuable, but really taking some stuff out and being like, you know what? That doesn't have to be squashed in there. That's actually a great story that you can tell in your group program, you know, on a webinar or something else, you know, somewhere else and taking those ones um, and, and, yeah, and reusing them, repurposing them in other bits. Oversharing, otherwise, I think it becomes an issue only if you are not giving voice to your audience, right? So if we are, for example, if we're doing workshops, like I work with people also on their workshops or programs and live ones and, and recorded ones, and with live ones particularly, if you are the one constantly talking and you are the one um, constantly sharing your stuff and not inviting others to share their things, it kind of takes away from the power. So you really wanna make workshops engaging, right? And you want to open with your story to kind of be like, here, this is my stuff. It's out in the open. I have nothing to hide, you know, over to you, essentially. Now it's your turn and you can um, you can share and you can give something in and, and we can work on that together, right? So it should then be an exchange. So if you find yourself only sharing and no one else ever sharing, um, then it becomes a bit of an issue because it will leave people with a bit of like a bad taste in their mouth and go like, oh, she's kind of full of herself, you know? <laughs> um, so that's that's the I think the only one, but I don't see a lot of women doing that. To be honest, I don't think it's a real concern. It's a concern more in our minds than it's in practicality. Mm, so in reality, women really don't need to be worrying about am I sharing too much? Because usually, when they're thinking that, it usually means that they're on the safe side, and usually they can even be pushing a bit further. Yes, I think so. They can usually go a bit further. Um, and hang on. Um, and women, um, particularly, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just said, like, well, what, what I want to say. Um, with women, particularly, there is a lot of stuff um, often in the story side. And if we are not healed from it, right? If it's causing us a lot of pain, like if you are in that moment um, where you might lose it, really, then probably you don't want to go there, right? You don't want to necessarily share the stories that are not yet really processed in a public forum, essentially, um, or 
some people say, you know, like you don't want to air your dirty laundry. Like it all depends on what purpose it has, right? It has to have a purpose, right? Mm. It has to have a purpose. So if it's aligned with your business, and that's where we're working on the stories, right? That it's aligned with your business, makes sense for your clients, so attract your ideal audience, right? But if you do, um, if you do dog trainings, like something really, you know, random now, but if you do dog trainings, right, you want to share a lot of stories about you and your dog and the stuff, maybe you messed up with your dog and the successes you had, right? And you want to focus on that kind of things. But if you're starting to, um, you know, delve into your relationship with your husband a whole lot, that might not be as appropriate, right? Like what's the purpose then of that for that particular training, right? So obviously it needs to stay on the topic. Um, and that's the part that I also want to say, right? So it needs to be on the topic, but as long as you're on the topic and it's aligned to your business and it's relevant to that one, um, and and you have no no sort of totally open, unhealed components in it that would derail you or would get you to, you know, kind of really get emotional, right? Then you're usually on the safe side. Mm, right. So it's in a way like t- share, sharing your story, but making sure it's in line with what your audience is looking for and what your message is actually saying instead of, you know, it might be a really good story, but if it's not relevant, it, it, it won't really reap the results you're looking for. Exactly, exactly. So they do need to be relevant, right? They do need to be relevant for a topic or they can be used as like metaphorical stories, right? Like, okay, um, if I sometimes make a point about if we're going back to the doc, you know, training example, if you want to make a point about it and make it a funny story, you know, that is obviously funny of like, well, how training your husband might be similar to training your dog or something like that, you know, it's a different kind of, (laughs) then then that's okay. Um, But not like going into, you know, like, my husband is just terrible. And this is what happened the other day. And like, there's no point to that if you're doing a dog training, right? So yeah, just thinking about, okay, what's the purpose of it? Like, what am I trying to achieve? through that story in that particular setting. Mm. And how do you see that this storytelling process actually empowers women in other areas of life, you know, maybe in their dating life, their relationship life, their friendships and so on? Like I think a lot of it is really um, getting their voice heard, right? It's sort of clearing the throat chakra if you're into that um, or whichever way you want to see it, right? But it's really starting to get themselves heard and becoming comfortable with being heard, becoming comfortable with sharing their truth, right? Without um, thinking about, oh, how, you know, am I offending someone? Am I this and trying to self-censor themselves all the time? So, what I'm then often seeing in their business, right? It spreads into so many other areas of like branding and it influences their overall sort of content creation and all of that. And then outside, like if you're saying, you know, like relationships, often then they become more confident in actually talking up in their relationships, speaking up for themselves, right? Like um, in friendships as well and being okay with sharing stuff with their friends and actually having those hard conversations and not just doing the small talk all the time right? Um, reaching out potentially for help, right? Some people become a lot more comfortable then with actually going like, okay, you know, I can ask for help and I can tell people that this and this is happening in my life right now, right? So it's really kind of that setting that further communication in all areas of your life sort of 
opening those barriers and getting it all out there. Same at work, right? Becoming more communicative at work, strengthening those communication skills and being able to articulate more clearly what you need, what you can do, what are your boundaries, right? Um, and, and being open to other people as well. Mm, right. Yeah. Because, you know, back to what you mentioned earlier about how not everyone's your people. I feel like, you know, the more they are able to take that in, you know, maybe they go on a date and they're totally being themselves, telling their story and they get rejected. And it's like, you know, hey, like, that's not my person if they can't take my story. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you don't like you don't want to be like if you're keeping your story inside, right, particularly on dates, on relationships, this is big stuff, right? If you're keeping your story inside and you're going out with this person in a long time, right, and one, two years down the line, you still haven't told anything about your story, and then these things eventually come through, you know, those little bits and pieces and loose ends come through, and that person is then suddenly totally shocked, you know? You wish you would have told that story in the beginning and gone like, oh, okay, you don't like that part of me, you don't like the baggage, well see you later, you know, bye-bye, instead of wasting two years of your life with the wrong person that can't handle that baggage that you've got, you know, that can't handle that story. And it doesn't, doesn't really, you know, um, baggage is a, is, is a bit of a bad connotation word, but, you know, it's really your story. I don't think there's baggage in that, but those are our stories. They make us who we are as well. Yeah, totally. And I feel like, you know, in this day and age, we get so into the idea that we're for everyone. And so, you know, a lot of people go into relationships thinking that, okay, let me get them to like me first. And later, once they've liked me, then I'll share the messy stuff and instead of, you know, just being honest from the get go. Yes, I think um, if we were all a little bit more honest, it would make things so much easier, you know, and like I still I still do sometimes a mistake right or I don't even with like I'm married even with my husband and sometimes I go like oh, maybe I won't tell him right now or oh, now it's a bad time and now we're tired now we're that right and then it just goes on for for weeks and weeks and weeks while he's totally oblivious I'm sort of working myself up you know and kind of really bringing all that toxic energy into our relationship right which is not helping anyone and then when I finally say it it's like I'm like oh Oh, out. Why did I just wait for so many, you know, weeks to actually yeah. say it? But it's a release. And he's like, oh, oh, that was it? You know, like, um, just being, like, if we hold on to stuff and we just carry it around and never talk about it, it actually can become quite toxic, you know? It can become uh, quite, quite toxic within ourselves and we start building up all of these other narratives around it that are not actually real. We're just sort of, you know, elaborating stuff and, and making things up and, and it shapes how we then see the world in our relationships. So if you kind of release it and let it go a lot earlier, you know, it has really, um, like you don't give it any power, essentially. It just sort of can dissolve and, and can do what it needs to do. Mm, totally. Um, and in terms of storytelling, do you feel like, there is a medium, you know, be it video, be it email, be it Instagram that is most powerful for entrepreneurs or does it really depend from person to person? I think it's a very personal decision and don't push anyone for any specific medium. I think they need to decide what they're most comfortable with. I think always video is a great great way of communicating right and we have that instagram um 
got me into IGTV, you know, on Facebook, you can do Facebook lives. Um, if you're, you know, a YouTuber, well, that's anyways all about video. Um, videos are quite powerful because people can see you, they can hear your voice. There's a lot more to it than in the writing. Doesn't mean, you know, like writing is still important as well, um, but it's kind of that added level to it, which builds faster a no trust and like factor than just writing on its own, right? So I think always considering one form at least of where you are on a, on some sort of video, right? And some sort of like voice transmission video that can see you, they can more interact with you. Um, and, and it's up to, absolutely up to you, you know, what you're more comfortable with, whether that's on Instagram or on Facebook or on LinkedIn or on, you know, YouTube, um, that's for everyone, I think, to make their own decision. But having sort of then the mix of really, yeah, written, is you know you can definitely write your story or write snippets of stories um put videos you know and have stories in your videos where possible right particularly in the longer ones like if you're doing kind of little sessions and um, bring always a little story element into that one and then there is sort of really if you are a coach for example some other entrepreneur who's doing workshops, seminars, webinars, right? That's the big ones where you really want to have storytelling integrated there. Mm, right. So kind of weaving in a bit of their personality, a bit of their background, um, rather than being just all about the facts. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, that's, that's really the big ticket ones where you need to first get people to really build that rapport, to get that no trust and like factor, to get them to say like, yes, me too. I get what you're talking about because otherwise they won't take on board all the other stuff that you've got. Right? A lot of people, they need to know first why they're here and why they're listening to you and specifically before they can actually take the things that you want them to remember, right? All of your content, all of the, the juicy bits that you have prepared before they can take that on board, they need to know you better and they need to trust you and they need to go like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I totally can relate to her. I've got a similar experience. Yes, I get it. I get why she's telling me this and why she's here. Mm. Mm, so, right, like the difference is between, I guess, buying a textbook or buying like, you know, someone who is an actual human, right? Who's been there, done that, played with it, failed. Exactly. And that's, um, you know, where that's where that work comes in. Like, if you just want to know information on a specific topic, yeah, you can buy a textbook, right? You can probably Google it, right? And read a million articles for yourself if you want to spend that time in there. But um, the power with working with people is that, you know, they have gone through it beforehand. They can speed it up for you, the entire process, right? They can show you like, okay, you know, this is what I've experienced. And I can help you and I can take you along that journey and I can make it so much easier and faster for you. And then what I did, you know, like whatever, how many years ago, and they get your, all your experience, all these extra bits on top of it, right? People buy relationships. They don't buy any more products and services. They buy relationships and experiences and, and the magic that comes with it. Mm, absolutely. Um, and what would you say to someone who is listening and, you know, perhaps they have their business running, they have things going, but they don't really feel like they have shared their true essence and their true story and they're kind of scared. Um, how would you kind of give them some pointers so they can start making little changes today? 
So if you are um, still kind of feeling very much stuck and feel like, yeah, um, how can I actually get a bit more out there and, and share parts of myself? Well, I think a big part is really becoming clear of why you want to do it. Like look a bit, do a bit of an assessment, do a bit of a stock take of your business and what you're currently doing, right? What's working for you and maybe the things that are not working for you, you know, and really write them down. I think it's important to get clear. Okay, where am I right now? And what's not working, right? And how could in the areas potentially that are not working, storytelling, um, being more visible, maybe if if you're a business, right, that never has used video before, like how could videos help me in my business, right? Like linking it, looking at, okay, how can that help with the things that I'm not good at, right? And you will often find that you can improve in those areas and you can usually get better results if you are, you know, up-leveling there, if you're taking that next step. So first take kind of that stock take, you know, look at that stuff, look at where um, storytelling, presenting videos can help you, where they can help you, and why you would want to do them, why you would want to get into them. Like, look at the end result that you want to have, right? And get really clear on, that's what I want to have. A lot of people have, like a lot of the clients that I'm seeing, they have dreams of, you know, being eventually on stage, of being a big speakers, you know, of really sharing their message because they have so much knowledge, but they're afraid, you know, they're afraid to, to share it and um, making their, if it's a product, you know, making their product like a massive um, known brand, right? It doesn't happen if we're staying quiet, you know, and never sharing our product and don't share our vision of our product. We just go like, oh, but buy my shampoo, please, you know, like it, it's not going to happen. So really getting clear on your vision for your business, for your brand, where you want to be and seeing that gap, right? How you can get there using, you know, one, one way and probably there might be a lot of other things that you can do as well. But, you know, one way is that looking video, looking storytelling, um, using um, video, using storytelling, um, being coming more visible so really become clear on that and become clear on your why you know and why that would be then important to you and I think that's the really first one and then it's really finding opportunities so being open to new opportunities looking out for opportunities um, and, and that depends on where you are in your journey but if you if you want to do more podcasts if you want to do more Facebook lives if you want to do you know any of those like well, then you really just need to start doing it and take those first little steps. And if you're afraid of video camera, like, you know, just do the first one. Just maybe record your first one and put a video up on Facebook, you know, instead of a live because it's a little bit less scary, right? Then next time, try the Facebook live, right? And maybe just say, okay, I'm just going to do it for one minute. It's only a minute. You can do a minute, right? You can do anything in a minute. So just give yourself those little steps, those little increments, those little... Um, you know, just this bit out of your comfort zone, right? Only those like, what is it? Like 7% of your comfort zone you need to be, right? It doesn't need to be a huge leap. It's just like little by little by little and you will eventually get there. Right. So a lot of it is really pushing and working through their fears, right? Bit by bit, because they have taken a big leap in starting their business, but, you know, actually achieving the vision, now that's going to take little baby steps and pushing past all these little fears that crop up. Yes, definitely. And I think that's most of the time, right? Anything anything good often that has happened in my life that wasn't 
like it might look like a big ball decision, but often this was like a lot of little decisions, you know, that kind of then got me into that. That a lot of those little steps and little like, okay, I just do that and just do that and just okay, oh, oh, here I am already, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, I think really it doesn't have to be a big one. I mean, if you're so inclined, right? And some people are fine with that, and they're just like, okay, I just need to break the ice, I just need to do it, and that's it. Like, go, go for it, you know. But if that's what's holding you back. And you're going like, oh, no, I can't do this. It just looks too huge and too big. Then just focus on the middle, uh, on the little increments that you can do, right? On those little, on those little steps. And if you are seeing any or facing any, any difficulties, any uh, where you're pulling back, right? Like I always like to use like a journal, right? So just start journaling about it, write about it. Like why? why is that fear coming up for you right what are you where are you feeling it in your body what what emotions are coming up why is that so hard for you right just write it out like write stuff out become clear on it kind of let it go with that as well and then try again so sometimes it's okay to take a back step and just become a bit more analytical and and look at your stuff and you know i always like i always write stuff down and it's like okay i'm like okay oh yeah that's probably why i do it like do i still need it do i want to hang on to it probably not you know then i can make that decision and can say like actually you know i can see how this fear would have protected me in the past but i don't really it's an irrational fear right now i don't really need to have this fear so you know let's get it going Mm, right. Yeah. Like, let's just do it. Right. Just do it. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's been so awesome having you on here. Um, for listeners who are, you know, feeling like they need the push, they need the guidance in terms of storytelling, how can they find you and what are, what, what are the different ways um, people can work with you? Yes, I'm uh, definitely all on Facebook right now. So you can find me on Facebook, you know, under my name. And, um, you know, I'm very open. So you can just reach out to me on my personal profile. And I've got a beautiful group that I'm currently got. It's a free Facebook community. So that's sort of the first step. If you just want to check it out and see what it's all about. I do weekly um, live there, so training sessions. I also do interviews with other experts and coaches. And um got in three in three weeks time got a challenge a four day free challenge coming up all about reaching your ideal clients through storytelling so that's going to be really excited so if you want to um you know hop on that you just need to really join the group and then you know i will reach out anyways and we will get you signed up for that one's all going to happen in the group so that's really really exciting and otherwise i work with people on the one-on-ones mainly at the moment so a lot of one-on-ones um most of the time right now 12-week programs really three months get the most results but i also have um there's one-off sessions there if you want for example a review like a video review of your uh, of a webinar of a workshop of a facebook live like you know you just need to essentially send that to me and i can go through all of it and then we sit together and you get a full report and i tell you okay this is what I can see. This is what's great. Uh, these are the things that you might want to work on. And here are some tools that you can improve it, you know. Um, so those one-on-ones are totally possible. And then in September, I'm launching my group program. So that's going to be all being live. Like that's going to be a live group program run as well. And so it's not a recording or something that I'm putting up, but really group coaching, which is going to be super exciting. And that's going to be um, an eight-week program. 
so yeah so watch that space really so it's best to usually get in touch with me and then we can figure out what works best for you you know and what you as an individual really need sounds amazing so what i'll do is i'll um you know get the link from you for your fate for your facebook group for your personal facebook and i'll put it on the show notes that way if anyone's listening and they're like oh my gosh you know that's what i need in my business right now they can just click away and get connected with you Yes, absolutely. Super easy. And yeah, because there's no one way that fits all. So, you know, we always, I'm always happy to have a chat and see, okay, what really works for you? What do you specifically need? And then we find a way um, to work with it, you know, whether it's a short one-on-one session, whether you're the group program would be great for you, you know, whatever it is um, that's, that can then be discussed, you know? Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah, no, thank you so much for being here. You know, loved your energy, loved your message, loved the power of storytelling. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see how, you know, many people really um, start to incorporate that and make big changes in their careers. Yes, definitely. I think I'm really, like, I'm really passionate about it. And I think it's really, with through COVID and through everything that we're going through, you know, in this year and last year, I think it's really been a lot more push of having you know, these authentic businesses being our whole selves and not just trying to portray a certain side of ourselves. And I think there's a huge power for us as humans to really be more connected, you know, and and really bring all to the table that we've got and not trying to hide behind something else that we are not. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Holly. Yes, thank you so much. And, um, you know, we'll, yeah, be we'll we'll be in touch (laughs) definitely thank you for having me and thanks for anyone listening